Oh my god, is that Kevin Bishop and Matt Knight? Chick and... May. Shut up and sit down. radio station on the air this is checkmate what's up kings and queens thanks for listening don't be a pawn download our podcast like and follow us on instagram at checkmate underscore podcast leave a review on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash bishop and knight go check out our website at checkmate with bishop and there you will find all the ways to listen to us as well as how to message us and see pictures in the gallery of how our studio is set up. Also, we are an Amazon affiliate and we'll be posting product links with discounts on our store page. This is how we make the money to keep the podcast going. We're also looking for sponsors and guests, so send us an email if you have a proposal. Word of mouth is and always has been the best advertisement, so share this podcast with your friends and tag us on your social media. And as of today, we are also on YouTube. We are audio only currently. We don't know if there will be some videos and fun content coming. Possibly so. Anyway, I'm Matt Knight. I'm back with Kevin Bishop and JR. And we are doing part three of 21 Questions with JR. So how are you guys doing today, this evening? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm a little on the tired side. <clears throat> Long yeah. day of uh, some fun, exciting golf out there with my son today, and it wore me out. Gotcha. So I have a video. Seems like COVID nineteen. I, I want to say recently, but for since what twenty twenty has been in the forefront of most of our lives. So mm-hmm. I have a, I have a funny sound clip from a, a TikTok I want to play and uh, get your guys' thoughts on this gym that we have here. Ooh, it's exciting. Kind of, it kind of relates to uh, your craziest story. It sounds like this guy in the story has had some pretty crazy times. So here it goes. What is something we did before COVID that you can't believe we did? Kind of embarrassed to admit this now, but one of my favorite things to do would be on a Friday night, go to the local strip club and hire all eight of the strippers there. And I would just line them up while they played one of my favorite songs, uh, Weird Al's Fat. And I would reach into my bag and I would grab a nice big chocolate bar and have them each take a big bite of the chocolate bar and just chew it up until it got nice and liquidy in their mouth. And then I would lay down with my head at the end of Pervert Row and then I'd have them each take turns spitting their chocolatey goo into my mouth, into my face up into my nostrils and once I had a nice big mouthful I would do what I like to call chocolate fountain and I would just spurt it up into the air like a whale exposing his blowhole and uh, whichever stripper got the most chocolate on her I would take that one home and, and kill and eat her what? <laughs> so just to, just just to give credit, this this is a TikTok user at Boogie twenty nine eighty eight. The O's in Boogie are zeros. That's B zero zero G I E two nine eight eight. Are you sure he wants credit for that? Because that could be one of those things where he did that uh, maybe a little <clears throat> under the influence of something, and well, is now sad that that's actually out I, on the market. I, I guarantee you, he's got like what a million hits. Is he a hot young girl or something? Uh, well, the, the no, that's just that ridiculous. The stitch was the girl was kind of cute, but um, sixty two thousand likes. I can't tell how many people have actually viewed it, but sixty two thousand likes. Mm. So yeah, that was it's gaining some traction because she spliced it. So it means he's got there's that and his own video. Well, so, he, post, so right? he he would have spliced it with her or stitched it. Excuse me. Oh, it was her original per- mm-hmm. post. Yeah, I don't do the TikTok. I'm not. A, I do not know how it works. I want to get better I, at it. I can view some things, but I do not know how to upload, stitch, splice, add on, react, all that stuff. Ever do it videos? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, chocolate fountain. 
Nasty. Two girls, one cup. There you go. Yeah, it's some horrible memories right there, huh? I remember the first time, like, someone was like, you got to see this, you got to see this, whatever. And I saw that, and I really wanted to kill that person after watching, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, oh, you mean two girls, one what? cup? <laughs> yes. I you the nastiest. No, 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 no. Well, might as well be the chocolate fountain. It was yeah, the nastiest I, thing I've ever seen in my I, entire life. I've just never seen a chocolate. I didn't know if that was a reference. Gross. All right, so we're going to start back into our 21 questions, and we are on question number 10. I believe this is you, Mr. Bishop. All right, JR. If any fruit had to be shoved up your ass, which one are you going for? And why a pineapple? That's a great question there. Uh, very thought out and uh, yeah, inquisitive of this. I try um, to be. I get, does it have to be like the whole fruit? I mean, are we, we peeling things? Like, well, give me some parameters here. I mean, do you want it to be gross and mushy and just smearing mostly on your ass? Or do you want yeah, to Yeah, I would go with a rotten pen- banana peeled, I guess, because that's not getting in anything. You know, um, we want to feel that penetration. But if we want to go with the pineapple dough, because <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of funny. And, and I've seen this question before and it. Believe it or not, I actually thought about this at a, at a grocery <laughs> store when I actually saw a pineapple. <laughs> and so here's the here's the thing with the pineapple. If you want to go with the pineapple, if you go like the the thicker end first, it's gonna hurt a whole lot more. I imagine going in, and when you come to pull that bad boy out, those uh, the, the peels, whatever, the, yeah, the yeah. spikes on the side, so they go this way. So if you peel that way, there, the spikes are still going forward. It's probably not gonna hurt that bad on the way out. It's just gonna be ripping the, the scabs back correct. up. Correct on the way in, it's gonna hurt like hell. It's like the bait barbs on a fish hook. Sure, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but if you do it the other way, you know, the I guess the stem side first, or uh, yeah, the first, it's going to be a little easier going in probably because you know you're going smaller to bigger, whatever. So you can kind of gradually go in there. But once you pull that thing out, the spikes are going the, the opposite side, so and now you've know. created a whole big mess there. So I'm going to stick with the rotten <laughs> banana. That's going to cause the mess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would go with the can of pineapple, <laughs> opened ah. or not. Mm. He doesn't need it open. Mm. Well, if I'm going to leave the fruit in there, then probably open. Mm. You want to uh, get that flavor benefit. Disgusting. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, no, there, <laughs> the, so there's actually a fun fact about this. Um, the human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking any damage. Uh, a raccoon can squeeze into holes as tight as four inches, meaning that technically you can take almost two, two full raccoons up your ass. Hmm. The Richard Gear advanced set. And did <laughs> no, you know sorry. your average poop is 75% water? This is roughly our planet's land-to-water ratio. Doesn't the Lord work in mysterious ways? Is that the golden mean? Like that ratio there? Golden shower? No, no. I was saying about like Ark of the Covenant and Fibonacci code and or Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, the Da Vinci code. Things like that. That's what he was saying. <laughs> no, the, the, the golden mean, it's like... Three to five or something like that. Silence oh, right. your cell phones. Turn <laughs> off your flashlights. Or the movie's about Did to you start. Say flashlights or flashlights? Because I'm keeping this flashlight. You know, I actually had a flashlight when I was overseas. Did you really? Yeah. I think what it was, was his awesome. name? <laughs> uh, I never named it. Trevor. Enough. <laughs> yeah. honestly, the eyes that would crush your head. <laughs> you know, honestly, if I had to name it after anybody that I know, it might be Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it was so fit. <laughs> well, I'd put a magnet on the end of it and stick it to the refrigerator. <laughs> And there's a funny inside joke here where he, he had a magnet and he's like, it's, it's like oh glue gosh, for metal. That was a great story. That was a very God. funny story. I remember yeah. that. It's glue for metal. It's I, like glue for I metal. I found, I was looking for the remote to a TV when crashing at a buddy's house. And this was a, a roommate situation. You found it in your butt? Yeah, I just wanted to sleep with the TV on. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's in this top drawer here because, you know, people have dogs and cats, so they hide the remote sometimes. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be creepy. Lo and behold, right there, 
flipping shiny flashlight in the living room. No, no, it was it was there was in their bedroom in their nightstand. I was crashing there, so I was like looking for the remote to the TV because it was nowhere in place. So you're sight. in somebody else's bedroom looking through their nightstand drawers. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you never learned from your mom not to look in those drawers, right? I, I never had that issue, and I never went looking in her drawers. So I mean, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's your story sticking to it? That's gross that you even <laughs> think something else. <laughs> Moving right along. This is the bonus question from Mr. Michael Gerald. Bonus. Good guy. One of the best guys on there. Yeah, he is. He's really definitely a genuinely true, just great individual. He might be our number two listener after Ooh. you. So thank you for your continued support, Michael Gerald. You can find my cash app on the web. Just <laughs> so Michael asks, what was the first song slash artist that grabbed your attention strongly and what about it got you? That's such a, so I got this question the other night of like, you know, what was my favorite album of all time? And I really kind of thought about this. I love music and it, it's just one of those ones like for different times of my life, there's different artists, different albums, whatever that were a significant part of my life at that point there. So if we want to go first, I'm actually going to do two. I guess the very, very first artist that I ever fell in love with was Journey. Uh, Stephen Perry's voice to me was just, it was just a, a strong voice with some cool guitar back there. I just, I loved it. It was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere in that ballpark and just really fell in love with Journey. And then all of a sudden I hit like, middle school and i fell in love with ozzy osbourne um <laughs> i mean there that guy was just like you know as a rebellious young teenager or, or a preteen, whatever i mean that mm -hmm. guy did it all and he had some of the best guitar players whether it was randy rhodes or zach wilde i mean just just an amazing band that he put behind him and just kept i, I don't know i just I, I fell in love with ozzy i, I worshiped the guy for Four to six years, probably, um, before I moved to my next genre of music. But yeah, probably Ozzy and Journey were my, my two first big loves of, of music. So since you said uh, you didn't mention Tony Iommi, are you not specifically a So Black I Sabbath like some fan? Sabbath stuff. Okay. I, I really do. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm huge into Sabbath. Widespread Panic, actually, my favorite band. They actually do a ton of Black Sabbath covers. They actually did one tour where they played, I think, at least one Black Sabbath song for like 16 straight shows or 20-something straight shows. It was pretty badass. Oh, yeah. um, I think the reason I don't put Tony Iommi there is... During the younger days, when, when Ozzy left Black Sabbath, there was a lot of bitterness between the two. Uh, Ozzy had some, you know, issues. I wondered, with but I've never heard about it. Yeah, and and vice versa. And and Sabbath had some issues with Ozzy. Like you know, they used to put Ozzy kind of on the side of the stage, where usually the singers, you know, the the, the guy in the middle in the front, whatever. Tony <laughs> kind of pushed him around a little bit. And so for me, you know, growing up more with Ozzy than Black Sabbath. Even as a stupid kid, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm taking Ozzy's side. And yeah. so, you know, Black Sabbath to me, you know, push them to the side. They don't want to play with Ozzy and be cool with him. I mean, the fuck guy's the greatest. Too. Yeah, fuck yeah. you too. So is that why he sought all the attention with eating bats and snorting I think that so was dance. just a lot of drugs and alcohol right there, which is kind of, I mean, the guy was a crazy man for, for a long time. And the guy sniffed ants, you know, I think it was a right. tour with the uh, Motley Crue, the story goes, yeah. uh, where he sniffed a big line of ants, whatever, to so, outdo so those guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pissed on the Alamo doing that same thing. Yeah, I mean, the guy was just, he was just crazy. And as a teenager growing up, I mean, that we didn't have social media and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, I saw this wild, crazy guy here and, and that's what I latched onto. I thought that it was just awesome. Just the way he lived his life and did the things he wanted to do. I never got into Journey much until I was a bit older, um, probably like mid-20s or so, but I, I love them now. Ozzy has always been like it for me. That's sure. the first heavy 
I wouldn't want to say metal, but heavy rock that kind of grabbed me by the balls. Yeah, it's almost hairbandish, but not really. Like he kind of well, got to the Alfredson album where he had like the big hair and kind of got there a little bit. Yeah. He still hung into his rock mm. roots. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of he. Some of his music is, I guess, multi-genre. I mm. guess you could say, as far as that goes. Sure. Um, it's got some good ballads. Crazy Train was yeah. probably the that riff was the one that made me want to learn to play guitar. Randy Rhodes, man, amazing. It, it was the second one that I actually learned because w- when you're learning, you're really not skilled enough to do anything but that riff made me want to want to play guitar metallica's inner sandman made me go buy a guitar uh Mm. so i learned inner sandman intro the intro to that song first and then it was the intro to crazy train and then learned a bunch of other stuff i think the only song i ever learned from metallica to play was the intro to one that was that was a good one i like um the four horsemen yeah not a huge metallica fan growing up but uh yeah definitely respect him i mean those guys have been around for what now 30 plus yeah. years. Yeah. And, and I'll always do shitty karaoke to War Pigs. If, if I'm at a karaoke bar and they got War Pigs, I'm fucking singing it. <laughs> so I, I also like bluegrass and as well, it's called, uh, I guess, bluegrass jam band type or, or jam grass, whatever you want to call it, whatever. And one of my favorite bands uh, in that genre, Green Sky Bluegrass, they actually do a War Pig song, this upbeat mm. like uh, bluegrass feel to it. And it is, it's just badass. It's so awesome. It was, on, it was on the credits of a movie. I can't remember which movie it was. I want to say it was a zombie movie, mm. but it, I, I heard it and I was like, this is good. Yeah, it's this pretty, is it's good cool. stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's like the bluegrass version of "If You're Having Girl Problems, I Feel Bad for You, Son." I got yeah. 99 <laughs> yeah. problems, yeah. but a bitch ain't one. I think it's. Uh, well, with inflation, now he's got 114 problems. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I think it's Fire Mountain that does a bluegrass cover of "I'm on Fire" by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, not a hard rock song, but it is a bluegrass cover, and I. Cannot get enough of it. I think uh, Mumford and Sons actually does a great uh, version of that song. I too. imagine it sounds yeah. very similar. It does. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, those bands, uh, Ozzy in particular, just because it was, you know, I was a, a rebel teenager or whatever, and yeah. just kind of stuck with me for sure. Do you guys want to shit on me for a minute? Absolutely. Why wouldn't we? So my, Take my shirt off first. <laughs> yeah. The band or person, artist that grabbed me and brought me into music. Epstein? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Hmm. Don't know who that is. Comedy. He's he was like the pre Weird Al, I guess you would say. He uh, he had a song that was I'm a I'm a I'm a he had stole somebody's prosthetic leg. Is <laughs> is the the story of the song and it's I'm a three legged man with a two legged woman being chased by a one legged fool. <laughs> and all of his songs were like that. Like there was a Mississippi squirrel revival where the squirrel is in the church and it's running up people's legs and causing huh. you know chaos in the in the in the pulpit, so to speak. That, so I guess that's more uh, kind of Stephen Lynch esque. Where love Stephen Lynch. Where it's more funny songs is where like. Weird Al kind of covered more songs in a comedic way. He was spoofing. Yes, yeah, so remember that song, Special Olympics. I'm sorry, I mean to cut good. you off. That Special Olympic from Stephen Lynch. That, Kids with Downs wins the race, even though he fell on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite, it's a great yeah. one too. God, the guy's super funny. What was it that uh, definitely our, not PC? What was no. it that one of our previous guests said? Is I I like to park in handicapped spaces so I can see the looks on handicapped faces. Um. Uh, Park in handicapped spaces. To park in handicapped spaces. To park in handicapped spaces. To park in. Yep, that's <laughs> Dennis Leary. Yeah. God, that was hilarious. <laughs> that's some good stuff for sure. Moving on to question twelve. It <laughs> goes back to you, Mr. Bishop. So, me and Mr. Jr. have a strong love of fantasy football. Uh, we've played on a couple different leagues for 
uh, over over the past few years. What about it in your mind keeps you playing year after year? Um, whew, that's uh, I guess for me, like the older I get. I love going to, to live sporting events, whatever, but I, I find myself kind of getting away from, from sports, you know, just because of time, whatever. And, you know, when you turn on the TV, I'm a big Patriots fan, you know, and I, and I do follow Tampa Bay right now because obviously I'm in love with Tom Brady um, because he was such a staple stone for the uh, I used Patriots to, for so long. I used to hate him, but honestly, I fucking love him. Yeah, now. that guy's I'm amazing. And, and I love the fact, like, you know, I have some friends that are Buffalo Bills fans and whatnot and here and there, whatever. Some people just cannot deal with Tom Brady's greatness, which just – it fuels me up when they just want to try to find something to bash them, whether it's, you know, the deflating the balls or, mm-hmm. you know, Spygate or or the refs, you know, got his back or whatever, whatever, whatever. To me, that just, it, it makes me want to talk about Tom even more, it, just to get True. you more and more wound up. But I think, you know, in terms of like fantasy football, that part there, it's like, so when I play fantasy football, you know, I'm picking different players from different teams, whatever. So if I turn the game on at four o'clock on a Sunday and maybe it's like, you know, the Colts versus... I don't know, uh, the Giants, two teams I care less about. But, you know, maybe I have a player playing in, yep. in that game there. So I'll, I'll, I'll watch that game, you know. Maybe it's in the background, whatever. But it, it keeps me still wanting to watch football and keep it relevant for me. Um, you know, another thing, too, is I, I am a degenerate gambler. I love to gamble. <laughs> if I think I have even a little chance at it, then, you know, what the heck? Why not? I'll throw 50 bucks in the pool to win, you know, 300 bucks, you know, and it kind of keeps the season interesting for me. So I'll bet you $20,000 I have one testicle. And if you take it, I'm going to get my pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, just to, to be able to kind of, uh, you know, stay interested in football and, and it, it kind of helps me gamble for a longer period of time. You know, I can throw in 50 yeah. bucks, 100 bucks, whatever that, that uh, the fee is for that league. And, you know, it plays out for, you know, 17 weeks or 16 weeks, whatever it is nowadays. Yeah, that's actually, it's kind of funny you say it helps you watch a game you have no other interest in. That That's a huge reason why I like to keep playing is that it made... Sundays, a good long-term all-day affair. Yeah. If I wanted it, yep. because I watched a Browns Chargers game. I Why would give you a right? flying yeah. fuck about either one of those? Now I like Justin Herbert and I like Baker Mayfield. It's also what helped me keep watching those teams. Like sure. I would not know the potential greatness of Herbert if I hadn't honestly had fantasy and been trying to make sure that Austin Eckler doesn't murder me. Yep. Um, you know I play in four leagues right now, and I'm not going to make the playoffs in any of my leagues this year. Here. Um, I've won you're the championship. Welcome. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> I've won the championship one time in in all the years I've played fantasy football in all the different leagues. I won it one time, and the only reason I won there, the only reason I made the playoffs, is the the league that I'm in is. I think it's the top five teams make it, and then the sixth team that makes it in is the team that actually has scored the most points without being one of the top five teams. That so it doesn't sense? matter your record. It's right. It's just, if, if I scored, you know, 3,000 points, and the next closest guy, you know, to get six with it was like 2,900 points, and I made the playoffs just because I had so many points. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, but that's how I got into the playoffs. I, I didn't have a good record, but I had the points, and then I went on to win the whole thing that year. And just going back, the, the reason I say that is the four leagues that I'm in this year here, every single one of those leagues, I have been outscored. So it has your points yep. allowed and your points for whatever. My points allowed is like 200 more than the next closest person to me in every single league. Like, I have been outscored. Like, I play the top team, it seems like, every freaking yeah. week. I remember that happened to you a bunch, even the, one of the other years. It's just, it's 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 a, it's a sickening feeling, like, you know, every week having <laughs> to play the top teams, whatever. But, you know, like... But that's why I like that rule about letting you in. Yeah, exactly, because this way, it doesn't make you, you don't give up that, that way. That person right? who truly got screwed, yeah. but had such good points, you know, week after week after week. 
They still get in. Yeah. So I play in this one league, and we play two games every week. And so my record going into this past weekend, I think I'd won two games all year long. And we played two games every week. So, yeah, I sucked balls. <laughs> but I won my two games. I was the highest scoring team in our last season, our last uh, week of the regular season, oh. which knocked one person out of the playoffs by my mm. winning. And the other person that I beat, it took them from having a bye week to now having to play next week. So you know what? Spoiler, it worked. It makes me feel good. <laughs> and I will do it again next year just because of that. It's like hitting that good golf shot, you know? Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. There's really nothing really to follow up on. I just love fantasy football. Yeah, There's it keeps something it interesting. Yeah, something. Plus, the show The League really kept it. Oh, like, I love that show. I, wanted, I love that I show. I wanted to have my own little, like, we have a trophy, we have a whatever, like there's rules, and that shit just... The sacco. You would have to have friends that are just as retarded and degenerate as you Can are. Can I be taco? <laughs> I think you're a little too married for that, but yeah. Do you mean retarded is, like, retarded, or do you mean, like, disabled, or... No, I mean, just like the good old-fashioned retarded, No, with no offense. Have you seen The League? Uh, I've seen, like, two episodes. Oh, my God. I'm not a, I'm I think not... it's one of the... Four, I'm crying because... Um, so we, we kind of got caught up in that... Uh, about a year ago, so we've been kind of binge watching that a little bit, <laughs> and we're on our last season. And I heard there's no more seasons, and so it makes it's me, been over. Yeah, so we're on the last one, and it makes me really sad it's been inside over for like four years. They man. call me Rodney. <laughs> so I've never been Rusty. a huge like team sports person. I love to play soccer, but I never like to watch it. I, I like combat sports, UFC, uh, bare knuckle boxing, and also the uh, predetermined outcome. Uh, the pro wrestling, I, I, that's my well, that's my thing. Unless Jim McMahon's got is that that's the big guy's name. Vince, Vince McMahon. Vince sorry, Jim McMahon was the quarterback for the uh, Bears. Yeah, my bad. Um, but he, I, I've seen some uh, like thirty for thirty episodes, mm-hmm. whatever. He likes to change the script sometimes without letting other people know, apparently, which causes chaos in the locker room. So with WWE, the ref has an earpiece, or at least for a period of time, it used well, to. Even when he's knocked out, can you hear it though? It depends. Okay. It, yeah, because he's quote unquote knocked out. Oh, okay. okay. When he's yeah. crawling ever so slowly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crawl slow, crawl, crawl slow, crawl. Get up, get up, get up and count, get up and count. That makes sense because I, I didn't really think about them, them having an earpiece, but you know, when they're being distracted by that person off, you know, on the corner of the ring or whatever, like, oh, come on. Yeah. And they always turn around. Just at the right time. Now, of course, you could say when you hear his body get slammed, but I'm imagining that a few foot stomps yeah. and a body slam, that at a certain point, there's going to be like similar noises. I was kind of impressed by that, but that makes sense if they've got an earpiece. Well, a little bit of history, pre-earpiece, the reason that the, I don't want to say the, the only reason, but one of the main reasons that the announcers were on a table that was pushed up directly to the ring was that one of the announcers was called a booker. So basically, he's the one that booked the matches for the night, decided the outcome would go best with what storyline, what feud, whatever that may be. Really, back in the day, they didn't have many storylines. They just had feuds. Uh, We were talking earlier about the Ric Flair, Magnum TA, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, all that stuff. Andre the Giant. So before before the wireless technology was there, the booker would have a clicky pin. And depending, the ref would have different spots in the match where he would look at the booker. The booker would be watching him the whole time, so the ref could call the match. But when the ref looked at the booker, the number of clicks of the pin determined, do we need to wrap it up? Do we need to go longer? Is this person going to do this? Do we need to call the high spot? Do we need to call, you know, are we getting somebody in from the back? It's just the number of clicks on that pin. 
and it was it was almost like the baseball hand signal code. Yeah. But because you're an announcer and you're sitting there clicking a pin on live TV, nobody thinks about it, right? Now I'm one of those people, you know. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, wrestling's fake. Sorry to hurt your feelings. Predetermined. The the moves yes. are choreographed sure. and real. And, but and it's that's not that, that was that's what I was gonna go to. Like, you know what? I mean, like I saw some of the is what's that new one? AWA or whatever? They make root beer or something like that. Elite wrestling. All elite wrestling. AEW. AEW. I was watching AEW. this promo <laughs> thing for this, and like some of the moves those guys are doing, I'm like, that guy's gonna die. I mean, to be able to Ray Mysterio killed a man. Right? Uh, that, that actually, was that the cage match from the no. top? The different no, one? Lots this, of people apparently was, died in this room. This ring? was just a botch. But I mean, to, to, yeah. to coordinate this and, and, and do the, uh, uh, I can't say the word, choreography. Cho- choreography. choreography. That's the word. Yeah. I can't say charcuterie boardy. Yeah, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is, it's 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 pretty high level competition to be able to do that, especially when you're jacked up on roids and cocaine, whatever, Not to be able to anymore. stay in focused and be able to do those the cocaine types of moves. Or the roids? Yeah, which one They're, they're heavily drug tested. Really? What does both, that mean? So they sides. pay a fine, or I mean, I'm sure some of those dudes are. I'm sure there are people dudes. that get away with it. I'm a realist on that. Yeah. However, it's probably like they, a seven strike system. There was they one guy different. I think in WWE uh, ravishing Rick Rude. Maybe that guy looked like like a big giant vein. Is what he looked like. He had the perm and stuff like that. He had the perm, but I don't. I don't. Re- he was jacked, but I don't remember him being like roid Jack. Really? It seemed no. like he had like those those big veins that just kind of ran through his whole body. And Do you remember like that. the freak of nature, Scott? Scott Steiner, big pop and pump. Yeah. He's a big bad booty daddy. Dad. Had that, <laughs> what else has he got? He had that freakish bulb that would pop up on the, the top muscle of his on top of the muscle. Yeah, oh. yeah. He would just like sit there and face like normal, normal, scared. And like, he, he had a brother too, right? Rick, Rick, and Rick's son is wrestling in NXT, the developmental wow. for as Braun Breaker. His name's Braun Breaker. But the kid is fantastic. I'm going to shut up about wrestling because I'll go on all <laughs> yeah. night. And if you want to hear more about wrestling, listen to my sister podcast. Swanton Pod. That's anchor. That? That's anchor.fm forward slash S W A N T O N Pod. It's like Swanton Bomb, Jeff Hardy's signature move. Yeah, but I didn't know. But when, it's Swanton Pod. When uh, when your cohort told me about it, I was like Swan what? Like I didn't know how to spell it. Hearing it did not give me. It sounded like a foreign Wait, word. Wait, you cheating on me with a cohort? Okay. You, you hey, cohort? hey. <laughs> you mean a, I have a cohort? It's not a cohort. It's a my whore. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jeebus Christmas. All right. 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 Come on, guys. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Do it. I know it. you want I to. I love it. I love it. Did I send you the meme? <laughs> you did. Did I send yeah. the meme? So, how great would it be if Outcast was on stage performing Hey Ya and Matthew McConaughey came out and did the All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Five people that, left. That would be clever. I'm three of them. I'll see you to the door. <laughs> All right. This question is from Matt Knight. Matt, you ready? Oh, that's me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there like starting oh, off in the space. Wow. Really? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far. No. That's copyrighted. I need to edit that out. <laughs> if you could have dinner and drinks with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? It's actually fairly easy. Um, I would do John Daly. <sighs> oh, yeah, for sure. I would do Adam Sandler. And Jerry Garcia. All three of those guys to me are just humble guys that just, they understood. I'll start with John Daly. John Daly, he's probably one of the most talented golfers to ever be born. He just Mm -hmm. never honed his craft. He was more into drinking, more into smoking, and just having a good time out there. I remember like one time here in Winston-Salem, 
He was at the old Hooters and got just <laughs> obliviously <laughs> trashed where the police had to come get him because he passed out apparently in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he went to county jail that night. I was literally drinking that same evening with a bunch of friends over the old Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was just literally like, what, 200 yards away? Yeah, And I was it. so sad when I found out the next day he was only 200 yards away. The guy just seems like a genuinely good guy. He doesn't doesn't harp on other people. He just wants to live his life as best he can do it. Um, Adam Sandler, again, just seems like a genuinely good guy. Could you imagine having a friend that just is like, hey, guys, I'm going to make some stupid movie skits. We're going to do like 20 movies. It's pretty much going to be the same movie with the same type of plot. I'm going to kiss a different hot chick in each one of these. Right. You guys want to be part of this and become millionaires too? I think that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, the only one that's really riding it to money, like money that they didn't already have, is Nick Swartzen. Like... David Spade already had his I, nut. I don't know if they had that when he really, like, they were all starting to come into their own from probably Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. I believe, is where they got their skits from. How far back are you talking about? Well, I'm, Sandler I'm, started with Farley. Sh- yeah, Sandler probably, and like, Farley were best early friends. 90s. He was in, like, he was in mixed, uh, mixed Nuts. Uh, I mean, like, he's had small bars since when he was a young man on SNL. So I mean, Nick Swartzen used to write some jokes for Sandler. Yeah, I can believe that. And they became almost Absolutely. as close as Farley. What's the movie? Funny People with... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the Joe, uh, Jeff, what the fuck is his name? Fat Jew looking. Jeff Ross? <laughs> no, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, anti-Semitic much? No, no, no. Just, Fat Jew. He's okay. way, he's no, way past. One of my favorite like, lines from, Adam Sandler, though. One of my favorite lines from Seth MacFarlane uh, was when he was introducing Jeff Ross. He goes, and the one, the guy who puts Fat Jew in the phrase Fat Fucking Jew Jeff Ross, ladies and gentlemen. So no, I don't. I don't say it anti-Semitic. I think New York Jew is actually one of my favorite. Like you don't have to explain yourself. I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) Anyway, but I mean, what what era of movie? Because like when he did Happy Madison or Happy Gilmore, most that stuff came out like the mid '90s to like early 2000s. Yeah, the, st- uh, the stuff I'm talking about him. I thought you meant the stuff he's doing now, like no, no, his no. Buddies I'm talking, so, he's keeping all in his film. No, no, no. I'm like, talking like in the beginning, like when they all kind of started with Saturday Night Live, whatever. And so, like Billy Madison came out. Um, Happy Gilmore was probably a little mm-hmm. bit after that. There, yeah, but those um, are like Waterboy and stuff like that. I mean, but those movies, like he had all his regular cast and all these movies, whatever, and they just had a great time together. It was like it was just like you and your buddies just going out there making a movie, saying, you know what, we're gonna get paid for this. Doesn't matter what we really do, and just fucking regurgitate the same fucking movie over and over again. Because I honestly, I don't. Now that you bring that up, because yeah, I, I miss the old guys, the ones from Grandma, Grandma's Boy. Yeah, uh, like that whole cast. Even much. Grandma's Boy, I think, is even a little bit like it's ten later, years but past it's the same, that. But it's got the same guys. It's got the gay lawyer from Big Daddy. It's got Adams or uh, Andy Samberg. Is that his name? The Dick in the Box guy. Yeah. He's not Lonely in, Island he, Boys. He's not in, the original Island Boys. Yes, <laughs> he's not. No, it's Lonely Island. Uh, he's not so in Island. Um, Grandma's Boy. Turtlenecks and chains. I'm fairly sure he's in that movie. Mm. No, I just mm. watched it again. He's not. Well, good for you for watching uh, that. I'll give you a little fist. My girlfriend, well, wa- Waifu, she had never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I, mean, I know. I but if you think that. about those movies, too, I don't know if they're actually PC anymore or whatever. Like, we watched Happy Gilmore the other night. Uh, no, sorry, Billy Madison the other night. And there's some kind of like. They're sexualizing there's women. Some, yeah, there's some words in there. And you're just like, oh, gosh. You know, because nowadays, it's like, you know, everything is like, oh, my gosh. They said this. They said that. They looked at a little kid the wrong way, whatever. But there's funny stuff like, stop looking at me, swan. Sure. You know, yes. like there are, no, there are some parts. better. <laughs> there are some parts that are just inherently funny. And you're never going to get rid of that. And that's why the movie will stay loved. Yeah. And it is. And it's, and, and back in those days there, um, you know, it, it, it felt like you could watch that with. You know, maybe a, a teenage kid, or whatever. My dad watched movies. Yeah, like sure, kid. exactly. I mean, it just felt like you could watch that, be safe watching that, and not freaking like lose your shit because of some garbage, whatever. Well, back to the the comedy piece. It's like the evolution. <laughs> excuse me for saying it. The evolution of the word faggot. 
You mean the cigarettes? No, or the bundle I forgot. sticks. No. So when I was like in middle school, that was a huge thing. If, oh, some, if somebody, yes. you didn't call a gay person that. You didn't call a trans person that. You didn't call a they them that. You called a person that was being a faggot that. They them yeah. didn't exist. To be a fair. bundle sticks. <laughs> right. If you were being a, an asshole, a disruptive, bullying, whatever it may be. You were going to be called a faggot. South Park sure. highlights that they're like fags, and they're talking about Harley bike riders that kept mm. reveling their engines too high and really pissing off everyone in the whole town. I'm like, you can't say that. And they're like, no, not those fags, those fags. <laughs> and I love that because they were like, they were like, no, 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 we would never call them fags, but these fags over here, like, there's a difference. Yeah, but there is. Well, they're, but I understand. Insert some people were definitely hurt. You beat up gay slander, gay, um, like hate crimes kind of thing. Definitely there were things that were associated. And that word didn't get shied away. Like no one shied away from using it in those senses. So to me, even though we were using it differently, I didn't like when people got offended. But I think it's a little bit more mature of everyone to not use it as much. But again, if you use it, why the fuck are you so pissed off? Like who, if I do say it. Who was the homosexual man in like, I want to say it was Iowa, that they found him dead on a fence post just because he was gay? Shepherd, yeah, that was Shepherd. actually, that wasn't Iowa. That was like South Dakota or so, North Dakota. My daughter actually, so she went to Reynolds High School and they actually did a big like play on that. And it was actually that was pretty well now. done. Yeah, but I, I believe it was one of the Dakotas. Matthew Shepard or something yeah, like that, Matthew right? Shepard, yeah. And it was yeah. one of the Dakotas. Yeah, so um, I have an off-color joke that I might edit out at some point, so give me sure. a pause afterwards. What does a homosexual male and a tumbleweed have in common? I don't know. Both end up on a fence post in South Dakota. Wah, wah, wah. It's comedy. <laughs> it's fucking I, comedy. I'm going to be honest. That joke does not make me laugh. I don't see the humor in what it's based out of. There are plenty of offensive jokes, I do, but that one I specifically don't really... Would it been better if I had shoved the tumbleweed up your ass? Mm. I mean, there's probably a way you can make a joke. Just like you other might gay have guys be... have been? The same place other... <laughs> It's I mean, actually, no, but, but in, in all honesty, though, like, if you read the story on there, it actually, kind of going where you are, like, it was kind of a pretty, well, I shouldn't say kind of a tragic thing. It was a very tragic thing. It was, was fucked like when, up. They, yeah, dr- they when drug him first for started, miles. Yeah, and, like, and the way they got away with it, pretty much, whatever, it's just, it's insane. I mean. Now, that joke might have been funnier back when it happened, because it would have been too soon, kind of thing. Sure. Like, it would have had that flavor to it. Mm. But, I mean, that's, we still that's all a bunch saying. of homophobes out there and stuff I mean, just, like that. that so. For some reason, that didn't, I, I mean, maybe it just didn't. Maybe if you were Anthony Jeselnik and like, it was a Norm Macdonald joke told in a live stand-up that I watched. It was never on TV or anything else. And maybe Love Norm maybe it would have been better if I did it my shitty Norm Macdonald impression. <laughs> hey, where's Billy? <laughs> but again, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying never tell a joke or whatever. I'm just like that one to me. Like I'd be sitting there like, uh huh. Next joke. Hey, you well, know, I'm telling, I'm telling you never to tell a joke because you're the least funny person. Mm-hmm. Least least funny person that I know. So yeah. so that we can turn this that, back that, that around. Tracks. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> turn the microphones off and we're gonna fight now. Okay, let's turn this back. <laughs> let's turn this back around to the question itself. So I'm gonna finish off on Adam Sandler real quick. Not finish can off. Can you come on, on yeah. as a host? Because you keep this on track better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Adam Sandler to this day, though, like how many times you see him now? Like he just pulls off on the side of the street. He's got this fucking big old mm-hmm. baggy uh, shorts on, the, the T-shirt that's four times too big for him, and he just goes out and plays ball like he's a normal person. And I love that about him. I love the fact that he knows he's got a ton of money, he's famous, whatever, but mm-hmm. he doesn't mind. Like he just wants to be a normal guy, and he does the things to be normal. Um, and then I'm gonna finish off on the last one. This guy, Jerry Garcia. If you've never seen an interview, I've never got to meet the guy, obviously. But if you 
ever get to see an interview from Jerry Garcia, he seems like the most, I know he did a ton of drugs and whatever, but mm-hmm. he's probably the most likable person on the planet. Like he just, he just smiles. It's all he does. He just smiles and enjoys life. Not anymore, but he, he did for the longest time he could. Enjoyed he, he's life. the oldest looking, I think he was 54 when he passed yeah. away. And he's the oldest like 50 year old that you've ever seen in your life. But you know what? He did life exactly the way he wanted to do life. Whether it's, you know, you can say it's wrong. I mean, he did a bunch of drugs and, and, and whatnot. You can that's say that's wrong. wrong, but, you know, for him, it was it's what he wanted to do and it's what he did. He tried to give it up towards the end, whatever, and, you know, unfortunately, it just he can't quit it caught up to him. He couldn't quit, yeah. But, um, you know, he, he lived life the way he wanted to and he lived it to the fullest as, as long as he could. Even then, I saw a TikTok Super the other day. Super respectful guy. Guy runs, guys rolls down his window, shouts at the car next to him. What do you wish you had done more of as a kid? Drugs. And he says drugs. <laughs> and honestly... Think about it. I didn't, I mean, maybe I could have gone down the wrong path and I'd be a fucking heroin addict right now or something, but like, man, that was the time to get away with it. Shit. Like, not, not my, like, not when I'm 23, 25, like, driving, fully culpable, like, responsible for my own bills. Like, when you're 17 at home and mom and dad are paying the bills, fuck yeah, that's the time to figure out what getting high is like. I mean, and then to not do it so much later, like. Yeah, grow out of it, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, for sure. So you know, to, yeah. Ra- to wrap it up without much explanation, Bishop, who are your three? Oh, on the spot here. Uh, I always thought Dave King would be pretty cool. He's a lead singer of Flogging Molly. Um, I always thought that would be just kind of a neat one, but I I don't know. Uh, after the cancer stint, uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 might take that musical chair, if you will. Um, T.S. Eliot would definitely be my literary one. And I've already, so that is three. So, I mean, I'll leave that to answer the question, uh, but definitely T.S. Eliot and definitely uh, Mark Hoppus. Those are the, those are my two firm. Mark Hoppus, that's a cool one. Though. So if you're going to put me on the spot like that, what are your three? Uh, Steve Irwin. Irwin. It's just so he can meet his daughter. <laughs> Weirdo. Then or now. <laughs> Don't don't Ooh, talk. True. You do not talk. <laughs> you do not talk about Bendy that way. <laughs> Bendy. <laughs> like to see how Bendy Bendy is. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Steve Irwin, uh, fascinating individual. No worries, Mike. It's merely a baby. <laughs> <laughs> JFK. Those uh, things came out today. Some more uh, U.S. documentation on mm-hmm. the JFK assassination. It did. I have not read up on I have the seedy underbelly of the internet. I just saw it came up. Uh, and then Andre the Giant. Mm. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> our, our friend, uh, mutual friend, Alexi's seven foot eight brother. Right, looks exactly like Andre the Giant, and That's my nice. thing every time I see a picture of him, I can think is from the Princess Bride. Anybody want the peanut? How is it that he is the smallest of his family? Yeah, P- penis and he's is like included. what, like ten he, foot ten? Penis is included. No, 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 no. Right, <laughs> laying down. Oh, of Andre. Yeah, so I thought you meant uh, our your friend, our friend. Yeah, his no. brothers are like twice his size. Yeah, he's his like, mom's he's twice like his my size. height. My height. I can never figure out if I'm taller than him or if he's taller than me. Because depending on what shoes, I think it changes. Sure, I'll go with that. Um, so we probably are like dead even the same. But his brother, I was like, God, you are so small. You've like, actually met him, right? Yeah. And really? he is a tower of a human being. I just met him like last week. He was a bad. No, I've seen some family pictures of them. I'm like, my gosh, you're the runt. Yeah, I mean, he, he is just about everything I would expect Andre the Giant to really be in person. Except um, Andre the Giant is literally three foot taller than him. 
Did you guys <laughs> match? Did you guys match hands <laughs> to see what your penis would look like? Literally nine feet tall. No, he was what seven five or something or seven four. Seven eight. What did he die of? He was seven eight, so he was almost eight foot tall. Gigantism. His is that what killed him? Seriously, I have no idea. He had pituitary gigantism, and his organs never quit growing, and his body never quit growing. And his, really, and he was a famous, what? famous alcoholic. So, like, as he was, yeah, I remember, like, yeah, there's a story, like, he drank like 40 something <laughs> beers in a bar or whatever, something 54? ridiculous, like 54. Yeah, something ridiculous more like than that. that. Oh, more it than was that. like, and two bottles and, of and, wine. And the or some beer shit. can in his hand was like, he could it looked play. like a child's, like, it's like yeah. his little Bud Lights. <laughs> <get now. laughs> yeah. But didn't, uh, what, because what, when he died at the time of his death, I think his heart was the size of a softball glove. Holy cow. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like their organs keep growing. Like that's not a uh, Marfan syndrome. I think they get kind of similar. They get they get defects. I don't know if it's the same one, but uh, So what's so my dwarfism do to me? It just it's small like your dick. Oh. Yeah. Do I keep getting it makes smaller? you it makes you live longer. <laughs> your heart shrinking. might beat faster like a mouse. Or like the Grinch. <laughs> Benjamin Button's over here. You're a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. I hate the new holiday ones. Oh my god. I don't like the the Random. animation on them sucks. It's the voices. It's some of the actors. Yeah. And you mean the... like this podcast when people listen to you? Oh. I think there's going to be a Royal Rumble in here. No, really. We're going to we're gonna tear this fucking basement down. <laughs> I'm just going to go home. Dropping loads. Cry into my we're gonna, masturbation. We're going to Dutch rudder each other so hard. <laughs> With no explanation needed on to the next question. <laughs> Actually, the uh, episode I watched the league last night, they were doing the uh, chicken dicks. <laughs> Him's got feathers on his feet. <laughs> he touched it. All right, Bishop. Young people love cryptocurrency. Having a small background in banking and two kids yourself, what is the advice or a sound opinion that you would pass on to the rising money makers of tomorrow? Take a chance. You know what? If there's a trend out there and and you kind of feel like it might take off or might not take off, take a chance. Put a few hundred bucks on it. That's it. So says the guy who admits to being a degenerate gambler. Yeah, no, it, but this is legalized gambling. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, like, you know, think about it. Like, I grew up, you know, before Google, you know, during mm-hmm. Google's time, during Microsoft's, 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 Microsoft's time, <laughs> um, you know, Tesla, like these things are Facebook even like these are things that were kind of like new and upcoming, whatever. And to be honest with you, I'm like, ah, these are just fads. These are just trends. They're never going to make a cryptocurrency. Like, I, it's just, to me, it's... Imagine if you had bought 13 bits. Sure, yeah. Day, or yeah. bought into Microsoft or Google or, you know, even Facebook, I think, you know, jumped up quite a bit. Like, it's, yeah, jump on these trends, you know? You don't have to put, your, like, your whole life savings in there, but throw a couple bucks in there. See what happens. Yeah, I've looked at a whole bunch of, like, real trash crypto. Sure, uh, like, like the, stuff that's, do- the Doji, whatever it is. Uh, Dogecoin had its own inflation fund for a while. It was a roller coaster. And, and I know gone. somebody who dumped a, you know more than my retirement will ever be um, into it for a couple hours. Saw some growth, decided to pull right back up and you put it right back in like Ethereum and the stuff that he actually mm-hmm. does invest in. But he was able to take all that, throw it in there real quick, gain $30,000 in a morning and pull it back out. Now, is he the only rich person that plays money? Is he the only rich person that I probably know that did something along those lines? No. He'll flex like he did. However, it's one of those things that I'd like to have the ability to do, but that's, again, I want to go put like 20 bucks on these coins that are worth 0.00000014 of a dollar, you know, or a penny, whatever the hell they are. I think it's of a cent. Like, I like to go just 20 bucks to that, 20 bucks to that, 20 bucks to that. And if they ever pop off, they ever get a tweet from Elon Musk, if they ever do anything, I am like Oprah rich. Yeah. Especially the scratch off ticket. 
Right. So, I, I mean, kind of a... Kind yeah, of a, but I don't instantly lose. It could possibly be a winning ticket in 20 years. I don't know. I'm just going to let that motherfucker sit there. So you're waiting to scratch it off. <laughs> <laughs> I just scratch them when they get uh, past their expiration date. This way here just doesn't hurt my feelings if I don't win. Oh, like, that's too late anyways. no difference. But, so, like, uh, just a kind of a quick story. I remember, like, when I was uh, early 20s, somewhere along you the way. You remember back that far? Kind of. Occasionally. It, it might actually be from a movie. I don't remember. But uh, my mom had actually, she like, for my birthday, she was like, or Christmas, I don't remember which one it was, but she was like, you know, you know, what, what do you want for your birthday or Christmas? Again, I don't remember which holiday it was, because my birthday is a holiday, Passover. Folks. Good event. Um, that's usually what happens to me. I get Passover. Is your birthday Yom Kippur? <laughs> no, I'm Yom Kippur. <laughs> oh, it's Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, Shonda? I went to school with Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. So she, you know, basically gave some money to like invest. It wasn't a ton of money. It was like 500 bucks. Um, but she gave me some money. She's like, hey, you know what? You know, why don't you, you know, I'm going to give you some money, invest it, whatever. And so I went with this, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he had like this guy that helped him with like mutual funds. I didn't have any clue about any of this stuff. And so I just went with that part there. And Boston Beer Works or Sam Adams Beer, whatever, was just getting ready to go public. And I was like, you know what? I should take this money and put it on that. I think their opening IPO was something like $20, $24 a, mm-hmm. a share or something like that there. What, what is an IPO? An IPO? Yeah. It's it's like a beer, but but different. India Pale offering? Yes, that's okay. it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so like, you know, instead of spending that money, you know, which would have got me what, probably, let's just say there were 25 bucks a share, somewhere around there. You know, so what's that? Four, eight, 16, 20 shares, whatever. But now that share is worth like 200 and something dollars a share. Mm-hmm. And I could have bought more of those. And, you know, I could have, you know, got started off kind of right, but and I got scared. I didn't do it. And Interview. again, so going back to that, if it's a trendy thing, it's something you like, go ahead and just put some money in it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to piss that money away on something else. That's what I'm trying to research with these uh, NFTs right now. They're, they're still kind of at the ground level, but people are making a ton sure. of money on them. And not a not the market isn't saturated yet, mm-hmm. and I, ha, I I get what you're saying with take the chance. I'm not to the point of taking the chance yet because I like to be somewhat educated. Sure, before yes, I, before that's I what I scares my, about the cryptocurrency. I'm not educated enough to to take that venture down there yet. So, I don't understand it. So that's a conversation that you and I had kind of had. Mm-hmm. Is how does cryptocurrency work? And I've told you like I'm I'm into it. You know, I've I own some I, my computer basically pays for its own power bill because it mines cryptocurrency every day. My computer is estimated at 32 cents a day power consumption. However, it makes about a dollar and 12 cents a day mining Bitcoin. So I found a really great article on a website that I love. If you ever want to ever want to understand anything, want to know about anything, kind of a explain it to me like I'm five type thing, masterclass.com. Go there. It is great. Uh, so I'm going to read just a, a, a short little piece of the cryptocurrency kind of how-to for some of you out there who might be fuzzy in the dark, maybe have a little bit of That's knowledge. Yeah. So to understand how crypto- cryptocurrency is unique, you need to understand two basic components, blockchain and cryptography. Blockchain confuses the fuck out of me, even when I tried to look it up. I'm going to get into that. I don't know. Blockchain technology. Blockchain is a database that keeps a record of cryptocurrency totals and transactions. It stores data in blocks that are linked or chained together in chronological order. Unlike traditional currency, there is no central authority overseeing blockchain. It is a distributed ledger that can be viewed by all cryptocurrency users. 
Processes known as proof-of-work or proof-of-stake are often built into the system to create new blocks or validate transactions. Cryptography is a means of making the blockchain secure. Cryptographic codes, also known as hashes, link the blocks together, making them impenetrable to hackers. These hashes are a lot like a secure password. It's easy for a user to create one, but nearly impossible for a stranger to guess it. You remember that movie, The Matrix? You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So do this I need is to, the only thing that cryptocurrency, like, every time I hear it, it makes me think of the Matrix. It looks like the waterfall on the yeah, screen, yes, basically. I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, but <clears throat> there's so much more to this article with links that are clickable. Can I ask you, I don't mean to cut you off there no, real go quick, ahead. but so I, I saw something, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was it was somebody, maybe it was like on Fox or CNN, it might have even been a TikTok or real, I don't remember what it was, but this guy was saying like the person that came up with cryptocurrency has never been revealed yet, and they kind of think they know who this person is, and when this person like is uh, brought forward, shall we say, oh, yes. of yes. who actually started this cryptocurrency, they're expecting, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but they're saying it will be wiped out. Like, it will be gone once this person is, is revealed that, I, that started this I have stuff. seen that, too. It's the kind of motivational speaker, conspiracy theorist, yeah. older guy who's like, you know, get up off your ass. Yeah, he's a and, real older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know the, exactly the video you're talking about. They say, and I've seen that video and it said that the, it, it said that the creator of Bitcoin, yeah. he's real. That was revealed like three days ago. It was, really? it was some I, Chinese, Japanese, Korean. It was a already. But China's say, already ori- put like cryptocurrency. Like I think China's already said we ain't we ain't dealing with this cryptocurrency right. bullshit. Right, but it was a, it was a, an Asian last name. I'd never heard of the guy before. I didn't get too far into the article, and I was like. Pfft. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's like the creator of Nintendo. Okay, is that a conspiracy? Cool. Whatever, yeah. We've been mining cryptocurrency with every Nintendo, every sold since the SNES. I still don't understand that whole mining deal. Just like, that's a whole nother. I could get into that's that, gonna be a whole nother, not, yeah, let's, yeah. Let, We should make a whole nother skit on that there. Well, skit, and, I, and I, have a, I have a friend who skeet, skeet. is, who runs a financial podcast. And I'll, I'll leave him nameless for right now, only because he is... It's um, there's a term because his business vets it, pays for it, and it represents his. Basically, business. has a non compete. No, it's not. It's not that. It's like we curse and things like that. That's why he can't come on our show as his identity on his podcast because he's incorporated. That's what it was. He's incorporated with Inc. an actual business, and they would never allow their name to be. You know. So, but again, I do really want to get his because he just became a CPA. He's already got a lot of like every other license you need. He's full fledged, up and running. Can do anything money related for you, uh, and he does money planning and stuff. So I really do want to have him as a guest sometime. I'd love it too. Question number fifteen. I've, I had to ask this question. It didn't. It didn't make the original questions, and I was proof, proofreading. I'm like, you sent me something, and I was like, why the hell didn't I ask this? Because maybe you can explain some of the memes we send back and forth in the conversation we've had, but. Can you explain your hate of cyclists? God, you look like you're getting stupid. I am like, like you're getting, getting red right now. You're getting red. There in the is face. nothing more annoying on this planet 
than me after having a day at work and just wanting to get home and fucking having to get stuck behind 5,000 million cars, some jackass in some fucking tight suit with his fucking aerodynamic bicycle at freaking 5.30 in the afternoon on a busy wrecking road wants to fucking drive down that goddamn road. Why? Like, for what reason? So, <laughs> let's, let's take a step back here for a second, though. First of all, I'm not saying that like riding a bicycle is not exercise, it's not a sport. I'm not saying you're not an athlete, whatever. But why, when you go to the gym, it's like resistance weights. It's like running on a treadmill. It's like working yourself. But these fucking bicycle guys are like, I need to get like this bicycle that's worth more than a car that weighs like a half an ounce, whatever, has these aerodynamic tires so I can wear this aerodynamic suit. So it's like I'm just cutting right through the wind. If you want to do fucking exercise, how about put some fucking weights on, wear your fucking, I don't know, some jeans, whatever, and a freaking windbreak or whatever that catches the wind and get your ass a heavy ass bike, whatever, and actually do some damn exercise on that fucking thing. Don't fuck, don't hold up traffic like that. It's just, it's inconsiderate. Like it's just inconsiderate. Take your, take your bike to the freaking Tanglewood, take it to some mm -hmm. neighborhood, whatever, that doesn't have much traffic, whatever. Why do you feel like you need to ride on like Stratford road? Why do you need to ride on Hampton road at five 30 in the afternoon? Why? Like for what reason? Hampton. So there's some weird psychology that goes into this. What douchebag psychology? <laughs> Technically. Yes. And the the odd thing is, and maybe Bishop, you can shed a little bit of light on to this certain subject is because you and I have both worked in the restaurant service industry. Yep. There there are two people, two types of people that go to a restaurant: those who go there to see, and those who go there to be seen. I go to eat. Mm -hmm. That type of personality is the same type that type to be seen are the ones who are the cyclists. They want you to know that they have enough money to afford this Trek half-an-ounce bicycle, and they also want to inconvenience you at the same time with the virtue signaling part of it that I'm doing. I'm out here for exercise, and there's a lane for me, and I'm in it. Sure. Yeah, there's no lane? Technically. in That, in, that foot? Exactly. Where, but if they're riding by with three of their best you're, friends, you're, now they're riding in a herd side by well, side. And your handlebars are longer than that mm. foot lane, right, as, as far as one person goes. But then you have these assholes that get together downtown on a fucking Saturday morning yeah. when you want to go have mimosas or Bloody Mary like I do because I don't drink fucking mimosas. And they want to have a marathon. And they shut down the good parts of downtown to do this. So that if you can get to the good parts of downtown... You have a front row viewing opportunity. Yeah, you and think and, 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 that happens like what twice the, a year? The, the thing that I don't get is okay. One cyclist is not horrible in most cases. Sure, you get two together, and they have this mindset of you know what? Now that we're together, we have this lane, but let's go over here and be assholes. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But even then, one of the roads you talked about for a very short portion has a bike lane. But Which the rest one? of it, I think Hampton. So where I get really irate is between that Carlton's and Frybridge Road. So, so yeah, about Frybridge, I'm saying that there's no room for a fucking there's, bike. There's on that not shit. even room for the cars Hard to be there. on the road. And so, like, literally, when I come home that way, oh, you'll get your moment. Literally, when I come home that way, there, there's probably like seriously, probably anywhere between 35 and 50 cars that are backed up because of them fucking bicyclists in the front of us. You know what? If you want to ride your bike, go after rush hour. Go at like 6:30, 7 o'clock at night. Uh, don't go when you get off work. Go when we get off work. So since our viewers don't know what Carlton and Hampton roads are, can you describe the situation of the road? Like what, what it actually looks like? 
so it's a it's it's one lane on each side. Um, they cut through some businesses, whatever. I think there's Triumph and there's like BSC and there's like a, a row of warehouses down there. There's some old warehouses, but at the same time, it's and the VFW it's a big thoroughfare. But these are basically country roads. Yeah, and it pretty much intersects still like the neighborhoods of Davidson County and Clemens going into Clemens and out of Clemens. Yeah, but for anyone who's listening that's not familiar with Clemens as a town name, just it's outside a of Winston Salem, suburb area. of a middle-sized city. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but there's a lot. It's a lot of residential, so our commuting is huge. Yeah. from those areas into the cities, you know, but, but going back places. to like what you were saying, Matt, about like wanting to be seen. I, I wish they knew how close I was to losing my shit some days <laughs> on my way home from work. Like, I have some bad days at work, and on my way home, I just want to get home. Like, it's my safe spot. I can get there. I can crack open a beer. I can have some silence. I can just be whatever. I have bad days at work. And when I see that cyclist, when I'm wondering, like, why do we have so much traffic? And finally, after I, you know, get up there, whatever, and I see these three dipshits in their freaking you know, super tight suits. And they all look about 200 pounds plus, and they should probably be about 150 pounds driving their $15,000 or $20,000 bike. I really just want to smash my car into it and just be like, I, I didn't see him. Yeah. But he's in neon like, yellow, sir. Like yeah, I, I was reaching down. I dropped, I dropped my phone. Yeah, didn't and see him. My it's, bad. It's manslaughter, not murder. And, and you know what? He's outside of that white line where he's supposed to be in, so I don't I don't really know you what can, to tell you. You can tell by the skid marks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they drive me nuts. I mean, I don't hate cyclists per se, but I mean, there's plenty of places. Like, there is a greenway all the way around Winston-Salem where you can ride your bicycle. But if you live out that way, you have to go drive there and then ride your bike. But it's, it's, that's not convenient it's part for of you. Tanglewood has got a big place you can ride your bicycle and here's the, and again going back to this thing if you were doing this for exercise whatever then make it some exercise don't wear your aerodynamic suit with your half an ounce bicycle get a heavy bike wear some fucking like cargo yeah. shorts and some oh, yeah. like <laughs> cargo shorts <laughs> don't no one's gonna yell at you um you know or even some sweatpants or whatever and a regular t-shirt is part of the greenway gravel i don't care because their bikes can't go on gravel you have to have a special mountain bike. It's ninety nine dollars. I'm sure these Walmart. dipshits would go ahead and get the extra tires to change their tires from street tires to a fucking. They'd probably they turn the bike crossways in the road. Yeah, drive and block traffic. So we went so to about a year ago. Get sideways for safety, but yeah. they do make a hybrid tire. About a year ago, we went to Pilot Mountain. You know, we were like, "Hey, it's a beautiful day. Let's just go to Pilot Mountain." Well, Lord and behold, halfway up that fucking trip Lord there, behold. there was like four guys riding their bicycle. You know, more power to them for being able to ride your bicycle to the top of Pilot Mountain. I'm not that guy. That's a motherfucker. That, that, yeah, that's a motherfucker. But you know what? Mm, me taking usually, what, five minutes to get to the top there? Now it took 30 minutes to get to the top of this fucking mountain so I can go see God's glory. <laughs> I hate a slow car. And for, you already have to drive slow enough going to the top of a mountain if anyone's ever done that. And this one's especially tight and got some good winds going up because it is solely to get to the summit. I hate when you get somebody who just drives slower than you want to drive. Because you cannot. Especially in the left lane. You can hardly see around them, let alone drive. Especially if it's two-lane road and they're on the left lane, whatever. I've, just, I've ridden with you when you hate somebody that's driving slower, <laughs> and you don't care about their life nor yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. All right. Bourbon is my favorite. What makes your pants drop the fastest? Uh, your mom. But um, other than that, <laughs> like if we're going with liquor, I do not drink a whole lot of liquor. Um mm -hmm. I find liquor goes literally from zero to 60, like... Beer could be the answer. I'm just like saying. that. Um, yeah, I love beer. I love beer. I love wine. Um, if I was to drink liquor, though, 
and I want to get like out of control, I'd go probably old school, some Jägermeister. Um, mm-hmm. And vodka always kind of gets me uh, to a point where I don't really enjoy what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I love beer and I love wine. I feel like I can drink beer with the best of them. Um, I've literally drank. So we used to take this, I think I, I said on an earlier question, you know, me and some buddies used to take a trip to Myrtle Beach every year. And uh, one time, me and one of my good buddies. That's where you met Polly Shore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, me and one of my good buddies decided to see how many beers we could drink. <clears throat> like a little little competition from the time we left Winston-Salem to the time we got to Myrtle Beach. Nice. We both drank a case of beer. Nice. Let me tell you how many stops that is on the way there when you drink a case of beer in to about piss? a four-hour period. Yes. It's so <laughs> four-hour drive ends up being a six-hour drive, and you end up getting there, and you're trash for the whole week now. But we did drink a case of beer apiece uh, on the way to Myrtle Beach once in a four-hour span. May I ask what kind or brand of beer oh yeah so uh bud light um is okay. the uh the drink of choice uh when drinking for an extended period of time especially for quantity too correct yeah, yeah i love playing golf and drinking bud lights i like uh it's golf juice. yeah yeah golf trips with with the bud lights you know you, you get the flavor of beer you get that buzz but you can drink a whole lot of them for me mm-hmm. it's bush latte bush latte it used to be coors but now it's bush latte how about the high life I don't. I don't do the champagne of beers. So the High Life. We used to go to this place up in uh, Martinsville, Virginia. This used to be an OTB and off-track betting. Place. Oh, I love OTB. Yeah, I used yeah. to be right next uh, to the racetrack there. Love it. Yes. Yes. Fifteen oh, minutes away. Gosh, yes. Yeah. So we used to travel up there all the time, and um, you know, bet the horses, whatever. And we drank the champagnes of beer there because, for the simple reason, you could drink until they were gone. Like you could drink all of them, and like pretty much path the pass a breathalyzer and get back home. You, you want to hear kind of a, a quick, I, I love stories. I know I say this all the time. I just love stories. I've done a lot in my life and get to see a lot of cool things. So uh, did I tell you guys a story about the golf trip to the Preakness, I believe it was? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't the Preakness. It was the uh, Kentucky Derby. It was, it was the Kentucky Derby. So me and like eight friends, we decided, hey, you know what? Let's go up there to the OTB in Martinsville, whatever. We'll bet the horses, whatever. But before we get there, let's go play some golf. And there used to be a course called Dawn Acres, which mm-hmm. is on that same stretch of road. Um, just as you get out there. So we went and we played uh, golf that morning. But on our way to the golf course that morning, I'm driving the first car and then there's four guys behind me, whatever. And this giant black bird comes down and I freaking nail this bird with my car. I mean, feathers wow. everywhere. Didn't think anything of it, right? So we go, we play our golf. Next thing you know, golf's over, whatever. Like, all right, let's get up there to the OTB. Let's, you know, get ready for the derby yet or whatever. So we get up there. And, uh, you know, we decided, like, hey, you know what? Let's pull our money together. Everybody put 100 bucks in. We're going to buy all these, like, Superfecta tickets. And what that is is picking mm-hmm. the top four horses. Yeah. It big, gets a big, giant payout. So what, we make all these horses out What's there. the one that's on two? Uh, let's see. Trifecta is the three. It's Exacta. Exacta is two. So we get up there, whatever. And so we're throwing all this money out there. So we've got 800 bucks. And we're just throwing all these, like, Superfecta bets out there. Um, there can be anywhere from a $4 bet, I believe, to a $24 bet, depending on how you want to play these horses. And um, one of the horses was a 99 to 1 favorite. All of us left this horse off there. And, if, and those of you that don't gamble, 99 to 1 is pretty bad odds. So we're like, you know what? This <laughs> horse is a dog. Let's leave him off there. It's like this one has three legs. Correct. Yeah. You know what that horse's name was? Tell me it was Seabiscuit. Mind that bird. <laughs> and uh, y'all didn't? 99 omen. to 1. It, the, look it up. The omen. Look it up. That horse won that race that day. The Superfecta paid a half a million dollars. On, on like a $4 bet? On a $2 bet, yeah. Or a $4 Jesus. bet, whatever. If you took like the 99 to 1, that mind that bird, if you took him and then 
uh, what is, I forget exactly how it goes, but you place him, and then the other three horses that come behind him, you can basically come in any single order, whatever. So as long as he was the as long the as he was horse. the winner, yes. And then you pick the other three horses, no matter what, what order they come in. I forgot what, exactly what that bet. I wonder called. what it would have been just a win, place, or show like that bet. I think he won like a hundred bucks. It's ninety nine to one if you put a dollar out. So if you put a two dollar oh, bet, like those, those odds are right there. Okay. But once you get into the uh, exotica bets, the, yeah, the exactas, the, the trifectas, and the superfectas, um, those will change the the nomination. I need there. to gamble with you, but half a million dollars. No, you don't. Between the no, I like to play craps because the odds are fair to you and the yeah. dealer. I don't mind. But at the craps. same time, I love it. But at the same time, it's one of those things that. I feel like I still want the seasoned person who can kind of remind me of the rules while I'm doing it. The last it. time I went to Vegas, me and one of my buddies, we lost combined over $6,000 in like four days. No, see, I'm too scared <laughs> to lose my money to bet right. To bet I'm not a good gambler. I'm a, I'm a degenerate, like I said. But, I mean, that, that that's like my biggest, like, gambling almost happened. And I know it's eight people dividing, you know, 500000 divide. But, I mean, still, we would have walked away with some serious guys. At that time, it would have been, like, life-changing money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you might have... And he's dead. No, you might have felt you could have actually invested it or something. Something. But, uh, yeah, no, it's like my biggest, like, gambling, <laughs> ah, boo, Put, put some crypto in on that. Could have blockchained it. You Still don't know. Could have, you could have mined it on the blockchain. He could have mined that bird, but he didn't. What do you want your children to remember about you? I think, honestly, that I, that I cared, that I took time out to spend with them, to, you know... I, I was always honest with my kids. Like I, they know all my crazy stories for the most part, and they know my regrets in life, and they know what I wish I was better at. Like you know, I have conversations with my kids of like, hey, you know what? This is something I didn't do well at in life. You know, mm. whether it was um, you know, it, it could be like little things like singing in church. Like I, I just don't like to sing. I love music, and you know, I will sing a little bit in the car, or whatever. And if I'm drunk enough, I'll sing a little bit at the show. But sometimes, you know, I know you, you know. The religious type thing, it's it's different for everybody. I'm not that guy that's going to beat it down through your throat, whatever, of you need to follow Jesus and stuff like that. To me, he has been a lifesaver to me. Um, you know, it, it, I still struggle with religion every day, but, you know, it is something that I, I that I need in my life to, to hold on to. And you can call me a weak person if you want to. I believe I'm strong enough to be able to not listen to your banter um, about what you think of religion. Not talking about you guys. I'm talking about people in general. Do you know what Jesus' first name is? What? Andy. <laughs> Andy walks with me. Andy talks oh. with me. Andy sings with me. So nice. You know, for me, like, but I have those talks with my kids, like, you know, like, like my son doesn't sing at church, and I'm like, well, why don't you sing at church? Whatever. And he might, you know, be, he just doesn't feel comfortable enough with it. And I'm, and, and so I get to have that conversation <laughs> of like, you know what? Does it really matter what people that you don't know think about you? So we get to bring things like that down to like real life conversations of like, hey, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter. Like I, I walk into places all the time and I don't really give a shit what you think about me. Yes. Or, you don't know me, whatever. So, Haters on my dick. Dad. Right. So I can do whatever I want to and, and I shouldn't ever feel like you can judge me for anything that I do. Like my grandparents weren't always the worst. At least I don't remember them. They always weren't the always the worst. I sing in church. I sing in church. Grandparents oh. weren't always the worst. <laughs> I they weren't always the worst, but I don't really care the, for them. They were now. the worst grandparents. They <laughs> no, were no. always the worst. <laughs> they sucked as grandparents, but they weren't always <laughs> the worst. Yeah, you know, fuck them if they can't. You know, whatever. No, uh, but I remember I was almost in tears laughing. My aunt at one point lived in Wilmington. We went down to uh, see, and of course, I'm on uh, a vacation with my grandparents. So of course, even on vacation, we go to fucking church, which. 
I don't mind faith, but I really hate like having to wake my ass up if it's not convenient. Sure. To when I choose to go, if I choose to go. You mean Jesus don't cure hangovers? Because I've prayed many I, a times. No, I was way I'm too sure Jesus was inconvenienced when he got you know put up on the cross and killed. I've, but I don't know. I've woke up with the shoe buddies so many times. Oh, we weren't going to judge each other. Shit. <laughs> yeah, just messing with you. you. You know what? You know what Jesus said when they took the spikes out of his out of his hands. The feet, the feet, the feet. <laughs> um, anyways, again, we can talk about singing in church, though. I remember, like, I could, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect pitch. I'm not Adele, but I can carry a little it's bit of tune. because you're a guy? No, you couldn't carry a tune in a fucking bucket. Anywho, um, <laughs> my aunt, literally, we are joking because, like, they are so fucking tone deaf and just off key and everything else. And we're joking because there's a kid in a with a damn um, hearing aid beside them, and we're just making jokes like he's turning it off. In church. Really? You're making jokes about the kid with the hearing no, aid in no. church. No, no, we're making jokes about our grandparents singing that bad that the oh. kid with the hearing aid is going to turn them okay, off. Okay, okay, I just, yeah, yeah. just had to clarify. <laughs> no, and like, but it's just one of those things. So you're not self-conscious till somebody says something. I used to like kind of hold my tongue a certain type of way when I was like really focused on something as a little kid. My grandfather used to do it too, and he got you know uh, criticized for it. People kind of made fun of him. Then I never did anything about it. My mom thought it was kind of a cute thing or whatever. Then he goes, I, you're not figuring it out because you're holding your tongue wrong. And immediately, I never did that again. I had the same problem in school when I was like doing a, a really intense math problem. I would hold my tongue. The problem was I was using my hand that I held the pencil <laughs> with to hold my tongue. But yeah, I mean, going back to like, you know, the children remembering about me, I just, I, I hope that they... I just hope they, they understand the sacrifice that me and my wife have made so that my kids could have, I mean, everything that they could possibly want. Like, you know, we've given them every head start, and I hope they take advantage of that. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I sacrifice because I love spending time with my kids, but I hope they understand that, you know, how much time I wanted to spend with them and, and that I was able to, to, you know, put other things in my life, you know, to the side to be able to spend time with them. I mean, really, that's that's it. I mean, I, just, I love spending time with them, and I've given a lot of sacrifices and I hope they understand that when they get older, like that they can sit back and say to their friends or their, their spouses or their kids and whatever, and be like, you know what, granddad or my dad, or whatever, you know, he used to spend a ton of time with us. And, you know, I see other parents not doing that. And he's like, you know, and, and both my kids, you know, my daughter and my son just being like, you know what, that always took the time to hang out with us, to answer our questions, to talk to us like normal human beings, like not like little kids, but like to talk to them about real life things and, and how life works, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and that's it. If I, if, if anything after that, you know, it's just icing on the cake, but I just, I hope they do know how much that I love them that I put in, you know, invested into their lives. Yeah. While writing this question, I was thinking about, you know, kind of famous last words for certain people, people that may not have necessarily had kids. And there are a lot of famous people in history because I looked at probably 500 quotes of people's last words. A lot of really famous, knowledgeable people had really trite, not good last words, not something that you would think that would leave a memory. The point I'm making with that is you don't always know what your last words are going to be because you don't know what mindset that you're going to be in on that deathbed. But a quote that I've had is, you know, kind of held really closely to me for years, I want to say 20 plus years, maybe since I was like 10 or 11 years old, was uh, from Sir, Sir Isaac Newton. And I didn't know until I was researching this question to figure out, you know, what the possibilities of answers were, that this quote was his famous last words. And it was when Sir Isaac Newton died, he was humble. He said, 
I don't know what I may seem to the world, but as to myself, I seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself now and then in finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than the ordinary, whilst the green ocean of truth lay all undisco- undiscovered before me. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I'll, life maybe just... I'll insert some pondering music. <laughs> I mean, life just takes, like, you know, we talk about like our favorite, you know, album or the favorite, you know, the first musician that grabbed us or like, you know, just music in general or, you know, how your kids grew. I mean, every day is a different day. Like, and as I get older, I find that I am not the same, like every day, like some days I, I wake up, I'm just kind of tired. I'm groggy all day. Sometimes I got a bunch of energy for that day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like concerned about like, you know, are my kids doing okay that day. Sometimes I'm concerned about myself, you know, is my job going okay? Like every day just gets, I don't want to say tougher and tougher, but it gets tougher and tougher. And you have to think more and more of like, where you want to go and, and, and be able to deal with the bad days and be able to, you know, celebrate the good days and just like kind of feed off that. And I don't, I, I, life is just, uh, to me, the older I get, the weirder it gets. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say since, since you've been older. I know that sounds like a bunch of rambling right there. No, no I, I, I'm on track with you, but I, I don't want to say, preface the question with since you've been older, but recently, more recently, let's say. Last God, couple of years, the COVID. 20, well, 20, let's say 20, not even pre-COVID, like 2014, 2015 until now. Okay. Have you noticed consciously that the passage of time seems to have quickened yes, for you? Extremely. Yeah, for sure. Every year I get older, it seems like it goes faster. It, and faster. it seems like, 20, like 2014, something happened there. And now we're almost in 2021 and I look back and it's like, I remember events of 2014 like they were yesterday, but I find myself forgetting stuff in between. The three of us worked together like four years ago. I start, yeah, four. So I started, I started with, and it seems like pretty much like last year at most. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, uh, Bishop and I talked to each other. I don't want to say frequently, but uh, I mean, pretty frequently. Pretty frequently. I mean, at least once a week, I would say. And besides like meme sharing, like we kind of lost touch for a while. I'll, because not to say I was mad at you per se, but one of the reasons I took a job right. was to work for you and right. then you just left me abandoned. Right. To be honest with you, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to both of us. And it was because I think we could have maybe gotten a little bit of We could have, but it was also the worst thing as far as a two and a half years of my career that could have happened to me. Sure. Yeah. So. And then, you know, you know, me and you, we worked a ton and I think we probably went a good six months to a year without really Maybe talking or anything. We yeah. we send some memes occasionally to well, each other. But, but I like that because I don't need to call you and ask how your day was because even though I like you and I'm interested in how your life is going, that conversation's a boring trite sure. one to have. I get to send you a meme and we get to, if something's really bad is going on or something like that, there's an outlet you can inform me. Sure. And also, I would talk to you more uh, so more so than Bishop, and I would every time I would talk to you. I would mention it to you, just like our friend, mm-hmm. our friend Foxy, yeah. whatever that may be. I'm like, yeah, I, I talked to I talked to Jr. today. It was great. You know, this is what's going on with him. I went he, to Foxy's he, house. You guys were him. big parts of my life for a short period of time, and I know that sounds weird, but I mean, yeah. it, I mean, we were like a family for a while. I mean, we would we badger each other and we <laughs> we praise each. Well, maybe not so much praise, but we, <laughs> it wasn't but a lot we of would praise uh, badger each other a little bit. Whatever, you know, we go. Uh, Occasionally have some drinks, whatever. I think we went out to dinner like once for Noah Badoa's birthday. Were you well, there? there was that, but yeah. Remember uh, I, when I told that waitress when they wanted to cut us off and I was a yeah. cop? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm an officer. Yeah. And, We're all good. And, <laughs> and, the, and the weird thing about that is, you know, that, that period with that cell phone, Were you there re- for that? That no, cell phone awesome. retailer, it seems longer than it is in the whole scheme of things. Sure. 
and that's where that's where I'm kind of going with with this kind of follow up to you know your 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 answer is how weird that the passage of time seems that it has been since but we can pick up like, like that 2015 ish. I, I just I, I wanted to make sure that I'm not crazy. I want to make sure that I'm not like in the the whole Shazam Mandela effect thing. Sure, you know. True. It's so well, strange to me. So the KFC well, but, sign from now to then and whatever. Yeah, or but, the Louis yeah, things. Matt, you and I are real, pretty close in age. What, we're two years apart. How old are you? Thirty-two. Fucking uh, baby. Yeah, yeah, we'll say we're th- we're two years apart. Babies. I'll be thirty-seven in March. Oh, see, I thought we were a little bit closer than that. I was going to say because uh, no, it's because I look younger than you. <laughs> the <laughs> I'll take cuter. Fuck it. He just showed us his vinegar strokes. <laughs> no, uh, but like, okay, so I was going to say. You mentioned every year you get older, they go by faster. And I felt like that already. I remember when I was 22. And, you know, the year seemed to take a while. But still, Christmas season, you know, seasons you like Halloween, whatever. You like summer. All those seasons seem to get shorter and shorter. 2020 or 2019, I mean, it was a mind fuck when a lot of people were out of work. I myself wasn't working much. You know, my, my aunt had a lake house. So all of a sudden, boom, we're, we're going to the lake. It felt like for a fucking year. And that was just the summer. So, like, that was really weird, but then I, you know, again, like we mentioned on uh, one of the other segments of this same uh, interview here, our 21 Questions, it feels like yesterday was 2018. Yeah, I'm just wondering, I mean, it's so strange to me because everybody says, you know, once you hit, I think it's like 24, everything speeds up. I agree. It was more like 27 for me, but yeah. So, time-wise, that kind of adds up for all of us as far as the year we can pin yeah. it down to, because... Yeah, for 24, it di- it didn't really. From 24 to 28, everything was kind of slow, normal-paced, as I remember it, even after, like, pre-high school, after high school, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. But from 28 to now, it's like I can look back at 28, and I'm... I'm you still feel like you're 29. I'm, I'm, I'm a year and a few months away from 38, yeah. and it feels like everything is just... Mm-hmm. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I can't believe I've been dating Wave. Over two years. I mean, that, but the I don't cool feel thing like I've known like, her that long. Well, that's that's what, <laughs> I mean, what I texted you and asked you one day, like, how long have you been together? And you're like, two years. I'm like, no, but, you just got together last year. That's what it feels like that, you know, oh, no, it's been over two. I met her on her birthday. Vividly remember celebrating that birthday. We just passed another one for us. So yeah, it's over two years. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's a it's a great the fact that I literally took her on, I met her on her birthday, I took her on a date the next week. You know, it makes makes all this so much easier to like figure out when how long we've been dating and everything. It's a great landmark. Yeah. To have. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Just going back, I think I'm not going to talk. You know, good or bad about my parents, whatever. You know, I had good parents that were divorced, whatever. They 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 were they were good parents. We just grew up. I mean, we grew up poor. I mean, and I grew up divorced. Like you know, I mean, like I didn't wasn't divorced my parents were (laughs) but you know like like our big vacation was like my dad would take us camping and we does anybody know what a lean tune is it's basically like a three-sided i think we talked talked about this did we yeah so my my dad would take us there for vacation i can remember like one vacation my mom took us on uh besides going to see family like she took us to disney like in 85 i believe it was i was born in 85 and and we stayed like you know a a motel that had like a little pool whatever and it's like you know one room and one Mm -hmm. bathroom whatever is me and my sister and you know my mom and my my stepdad whatever so we just never had those type of things my kids they've been everywhere i mean they they my my daughter's been to more places than you know most people have been to you know and my son the same thing like every year since she probably like 2000 and has she ever been to a combat zone maybe (laughs) you're talking about you're talking about school or college College, high school or college call of duty 
That's my son. He's oh, in Call okay, of Duty. Cool. Yeah, he plays yeah. video God. games. God. At least yeah. it's not But she went to high school, which is kind of like, uh, nowadays, it's kind of like a, a war zone. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So. Bonus question, real fast. No big discussion about it. Did hours. you go to Action Park? New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You Greatest did? fucking place on the planet, oh dude. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this Oh, later. my gosh. It's my favorite yeah. place. Like, I actually have scars on my arm is from that... the Alpine slide thing going down oh because it was so fast. You'd fly off the corners, like, into the woods. Is that the Johnny Knoxville movie? Uh, yeah. No, I think it was after John. They had a water slide that they had to shut down. They killed people. It was inside yeah. of a tomb. Yeah, and, and yeah. like it did a, a swirly. Yeah, the news stories. I remember seeing they said, that shit. They said people were coming down bloody, and then they figured out that there wasn't enough velocity on the curve, so people were Get literally stuck. hitting their fucking and there were teeth <laughs> lodged in it. So the more kids that went down when they were testing it out and building it. Kept getting more fucked up because now they're getting cut up by other people's teeth. I yep. love being the, oh the being the engineer. That's like, like yeah, just, don't worry about the fifty-five gallon barrel. Just Dude, send some kids through it, there. It'll you be can all do right. like, it wasn't the engineer. It was just this guy who owned it, who was like a Wall Street crook, basically. Yeah, do you remember like the cliff diving you do from like a hundred feet up? Yeah, well, it looks, <laughs> I know that it feels that way for a kid, but it's like twenty-five feet. That's dangerous. Well, how about stuff. that the, the rope swing with that water that was like an ice? Yeah, yeah, give you like immediate hypothermia. Yeah, as soon as you like hit that water, yeah, 108 degrees in New Jersey. Oh, I love that go. park. That place is so much fun. This like, reminds me of a story that I read today about some guys who were attempting a stunt. How'd you come with Ashton Park? Seriously, though, I'm, I don't mean to cut I mean, you off. You're good. You were talking about your childhood, and I remember you from, you're from up north, and anybody from like the new great. Yeah, my new aunt and uncle used to live in New York, and that was to. like me and my cousin. He was the same age as me. Like we go spend like a week with her every summer, or whatever. And they always took us to Action Park, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was the greatest park I, ever. I just watched that documentary on it though and you, you're looking at all these guys from Jersey, New York, the surrounding areas and whatnot and they're all talking, I mean it was Johnny Knoxville and Jimmy Kimmel on yeah, a show control. talking about it and they were like, you know, they call it Traction Park, Class Action Park, you know, this that and the other. Oh yeah, thing. they were sued all the time, yeah. Yeah, but even then, like, I love the documentary, the guy, he goes, what poor bastard died, was the second person to die in the wave pool? He goes, close the fucking pool. You know, like, it really was a serious thing but at the same time, all these stories that people have to tell outside of those that were related to the people that died to really mar the situation just talk about how reckless and foolish it was and that's I realized I was like oh my god he's from up that way he probably went he's the yeah. right age love yeah. that part. love Sometimes in life, things can come across as rather odd or often peculiar, a little like the way that you decide to tune into other radio stations other than ours. 